cause to kick you around And you find yourself flat on the ground But it's a sure one to five There'll be someone to jive you And try to keep bringing you down Now for a while you might take that abuse And convince yourself to stay loose But then one day he'll throw you away And say you're good for nobody's use But then I'll come your way Turn your blackest night into day When you're needing it bad Cause the prop time's too bad I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say Everybody welcome back And as you see on that tippy tap There is no guest here It's just your two favorites Talking about a favorite Kojak Not just any favorite Murray Episode 311 No It was 310 Depending on which sources you look at. Well, I got the DVD collection. It said 310. And if you look at IMDb, if you go buy this on Amazon right now, everybody... Well, nobody knows why that number is significant at all. Do you want to tell them? It's our birthday number, everybody. Yeah. Just like the famous band who also named themselves after Acting, yeah. the most legendary date of birth of all time murray already existing well on his way to being a godlike figure griff barely uh barely just a minor league minor league a little league baseball champion at the time hoop earring dangling in his left the non-gay here <laughs> that's what they call it i'm so, i bring that up because that was literally a concern for eight-year-old griff i was a concern for everybody at that time and yeah. then one day somebody got brave enough to pierce both their ears. Yeah. And then nobody cared. No one cared. But also it was, it's not even just that. It also was a uh, thing for gay guys to like, because, you know, back in the day you had to keep it on the down low. So yes. let people know, like, I'm gay. Are you gay too? And then let's hook up. Let's hook up. I get that. And I'm cool with so. that. Gay hookup culture. You're fucking doing it. You're killing it. We have the bandana code. We'll learn about that in a few now. weeks. Uh, and you know what? Good. I hope you guys continue. It's just like... Um, well, they don't need to do that anymore. It's like out in the open. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, we're finally getting to a level where, for the most part, but still, they're going to keep coming up with codes because we, st- we keep having laws that try to stifle the gays and make sure... Well, now, and then we have all these so-called no, straight kids who think they're gay now. They're, they're culturally appropriating gay culture. They need to stay out of You think that's what's happening? You think straight kids are appropriating gay culture to their own? Yeah. They might be. Gays are the new blacks. Squares are always trying to appropriate the underground's shit. We talked about that with punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Squares are always trying to be like, we're the most boring people, so let's take everybody who has to actually live in a you know pressurized world, let's take their things and make it our well, own. Well, I mean, that's why how you stop TikTok. You don't shut it down. You just have mom and dad start using it. Oh, and hell then yeah. the kids will be off it, and then we don't have to worry about TikTok. You get fucking nan and grandpa on there to talk about how Trump is actually great, Ron DeSantis is pretty cool, and you know what? TikTok dies. You're right, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just make things square. But not only are we doing Kojic, this is a special one. Hot off the heels of our spectacular Andy Sedaris uh, Malibu Express episode. That's which right. Is so people wanted more Sedaris. And when I was browsing the IMDb, where I get all my research, because I don't have time to fucking really do real research, no. I noticed in his, his repertoire of directing, he directed an episode of Kojak. So as a gift, you know, it's technically 
in the vicinity of our birthday. You should be giving us gifts. We're giving you one last gift of Andy Sedaris directing two alpha males going toe-to-toe. Tell you Savalas, Andy Sedaris. Is Sedaris Greek? I don't know. It sounds Greek. It sounds kind of Greek. Well, I think it is because I saw David Sedaris on uh, Bill Maher last night, and he said he was Greek. He's also very short. Did you know that? David Sedaris? Yeah, the writer. Which one? I, I forget. What does he write? Does he do the Christmas He's, he's got his goofy sister, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is David the one who does like all the NPR stuff? Yeah, that kind of shit. He's like, yeah. he's not like, he's not, he like writes. He's not like a comedian. No, no, no. I yeah. get that. No, I get that. Uh, He's adorable. He's great. They're, he's, he's pocket great. size. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know. Was, he's like 5'5 five five at most. And of course, Amy <laughs> is famous for like Strangers with Candy. No, she's famous for The Mandalorian. She's on the Mandalorian. I'm not even joking. About that. <laughs> You're not joking. She's, no, on, she's the on the Mandalorian. Oh, I know her from Strangers with Katie. I, no, we all know her from the Mandalorian. So oh, I okay. love the Mandalorian. Because they Grogu. got that Grogu. 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 All right. So I, I like to like, go to the spa and ask for a Grogu. You know, that's illegal in a lot of states. <laughs> I put it out I, there. Uh, I'll take any ch- opportunity to talk Kojak. So I said we kind of talked about this because. Right. This is like baby Sedaris. This is where he's like he probably tell us probably took him on his wing and like showed him like how to operate a camera, how to you know all that shit. Fatso, let me tell you how you cut a good shot of uh, Tali Savalas. Get my good set. <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> and then he slapped him in the face. Yeah. Then he said, "Give me that cup over there." No, the styrofoam one. So, I was like, "We got to do it," and it's we're doing it because. We got action packed. We got we got a fucking packed uh, fudge packing month in April, so we probably won't do any tippy taps during April. Because we'll see. Yeah, you never know. What's I don't know. Come. I looked at the the run times of a lot of these movies are pretty long. Oh, never and mind. They're, they are like uh, since they're thrillers, they're technically mysteries, and they're you know heavy. how exhausting a no, notes for they're a the worst. Is. They're the worst, and we're doing a mystery right now. Right, and it was. Excuse me, longer than Wednesday's episode for notes. Yes, it was. Yeah. And Wednesday was padded out with action scenes. Because we know that this coming Wednesdays, because we know that Andy Sedaris makes the dumbest, most complicated anything. Right. And clearly he didn't write this or this episode, but they still were like, Hey, who's a man who can take a convoluted spy thriller, FD, like feds, feds, local police, state police? Who could blend all of these stories together the best? Prostitutes. Prostitute. Andy Sedaris. And so here he is shooting this. We loved it. We had all kinds of fun. You know, when people ask me, how do you like look up movies? How do you, how do you figure out what to watch next when, you know, you're not into. Like, find a director you like. Find a writer you like. Find, you know, you could do the find the actor, find the B-level actor, and follow their stories. Find something from there. Andy Sedaris is one where it's like, you follow Andy Sedaris. You see what he did. You see how he came to be Malibu right. Express. Right. Or what, what was his film called? The Malibu Bay Films? Something like that. Something yeah. like that, Yeah. It's really interesting to see how these people like really came to form, and I think we get to see a little bit of it. This, I think, was his first. Like, he was he made his bones doing sports directing. Yeah, I think this was his first ever like dramatic uh, 
production. Shit, I wonder if I've ever seen, because I used to watch, me and my brother grew up watching football documentaries on ESPN. I, I think wa- he did live uh, sports, though. Oh, okay. So he did, like, the Olympics. I think he did Monday Night Football. It would have been really Which funny. was like, you don't, you don't really understand this because you're younger, but 70s and 80s, there was nothing bigger than Monday Night Football. Oh, I it believe big, it. Because football was only played on Sundays. Yeah. So if you got a Monday Night game, it was a fucking big deal. No, I get it now because... For real. It's Nobody like, cares now. It's not fucking ESPN for now, for fuck's sake. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's super obnoxious that it's yeah. on ESPN. It's like, I keep saying, all, all like, baseball is my favorite sport. Baseball is the most boring sport. Hands down. Yeah. Well, easily. golf is close to it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But it's like, I understand. When people say, oh, baseball is interesting, boring as shit. And I say, I get it. I don't blame you for not wanting to watch baseball. And... Part of the reason that they're never going to be able to access a new audience is because it's not easy to watch. You can't find your stars. There's no basketball. It's very easy to be like that guy's a fucking star. They have attitude out there. Well, they they're not wearing per- helmets or anything, so you can see them. Yeah, they bring personality to the game. You see them for at least thirty-five minutes a game when it comes to basketball. Baseball, you see them once or twice. Yeah, in two hours, it's hard. So. I get it, but yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, so he did Monday Night Football, and according to Joe Corey, he was famous for creating the shoot the player's girlfriend or wife when they were score. You know, yes. get the camera. Hell yeah, jumping up. That's a Sedaris. Tube top probably yeah. happening there. Yeah. A lot of Dolphins games going on there, just white tank tops because Dolphins, white, teal, orange. Exactly. Not teal. Was it teal? What's their what's their greenish color? It is kind of a like a baby blue or teal. It's I like think it's more. It, I think it's more baby blue. You think it's more baby blue? It's on the green side. I thought. Well, I don't know. I'm, I I think it. I think green. Okay. Anyways, before we get into a colors dispute, do we need to talk about any more build up before our Kojak? No, came? I mean I think we've established this is our fourth Kojak episode. As far as I'm concerned, we can do them all, but this is our fourth. Yeah. I don't care if you listen or not because we know people don't really care. Only the only the true fans care about the tippy tabs. I mean, we can even say- though this is supposed to be our inner. This is supposed to be the the gateway to our show because we know we go fucking long yes. on the movies. So we tried. We were like, how can we get? Cause I I understand. Like I would be daunted too by a new podcast, like three hours, two and a half hours on this a movie that's ninety minutes. Yeah, I don't know if I want to try that. So this was our like, well, let's do TV shows because. We can surely get that under an hour, can't nope. we? No, we, nope. we, we used to. We nope. used to do that. Griff has been putting up old episodes on YouTube, and we're like, how did we talk about this movie for only fucking an hour 20? Again, another Andy Sedaris production. We did Savage Beach in an hour and 20 minutes, and I was like, Ellie Young is in this movie, Murray. Yeah. How did we not <laughs> talk for an hour alone about a- or, uh, Ellie Young's hair? How know. he... How we uh, 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 sleuth his way into being a hotel waiter and oh, walked God, in that bar. I remember bar. that it trash. It was, like, it was like beer and like pineapples. It was a fruit spread. With beer on it, though, wasn't With it? With Bud Heavies on it. <laughs> Got to go listen. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah. Golden Globus Theater. It is now on YouTube. Savage Beach. Yeah, go check that out. But Kojak, all right, so we've established the character, why I love him, because you no, know, I love Kojak because he reminds me of me as far as that he can barely conceal his contempt for humanity. 
Yeah. He's, it's on display in this episode. I don't know. Again, we don't watch enough contemporary shit. I know I don't. Yeah. I know you yeah. watch a few more. I things. watch anything with Andy, Andy, uh, Andy uh, Sedaris. I know you watch anything with Gragu in it as well. <laughs> anything with <laughs> adorable puppets, I'll watch. <laughs> Not CGI, but puppets, I'll watch. Murray's on a Last of Us because Gragu made an appearance there. He made a cameo. I didn't see that uh, one. It's a joke, Murray. Oh. <laughs> Gragu made a cameo on that show. It's all the ABC show. No. Um, but I know Murray actually does watch more contemporary TV than I do. I, I just do. watch my sports and I fucking gamble my ass off. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been cooling down about telling everybody about it though. Yeah, you have been, and they've, they've, they've said thank you. Thank you. They've You're welcome. I won't. I don't need to tell you guys about it that I'm just winning so much money. What we need to talk about is this episode of Kojak called "No Immunity for Murder." Yeah, and we open up. We got a busy bar, and we got a woman. It's a hooker got, bar. It's clearly the Ace High bar. She's got the fucking big old round glasses. She's covering her sunglasses. whole face. Sunglasses. Thank you. Awful wig. Look, Awful I was, wig. This is where we're gonna see the birth of Sedaris aesthetics throughout this episode. And th- what did what did that wig remind you of? It reminded me of a certain maid, a certain maid Marion maid from Malibu Express. Marion, that hair was very maid Marion. The short oh. little skirt dress thing that, that was, was happening. Nice. There. I like that. Yeah, well, well, the, yeah, she had the huge platform shoes and yeah. the, the mini dress. No, that was good. Did not like the wig. No, the wig. I don't like but, any wig. I don't think a woman ever wearing a wig. Yeah, wigs are but, wigs are strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's just at the hooker bar hanging out. We see this geek, this nerd, the guy. You, you go, this guy would pay for sex. I believe that. Right, because we see her. We're opening up, and we're like, this woman's interesting. And then she turns to the entrance when this geek walks in. And you're like, that's an accountant. Right. He's like, literally he looks like R. Crumb. Yeah, he's crunching numbers into a fucking TI calculator. Because right. you're we're thinking, oh, he's trying to be really his neck. And economical and get the right proper eighteen percent tip for his, his, his oh he's gonna fuck later on. That's gotta be it. He's like okay. Is that is it eighteen percent now for hookers? Has it gone up any? Murray, I don't know about uh, inflation and everything. Uh, prostitution because it's still uh, under you know Ground. we have not legalized it yet. We yeah. should legalize Vegas, prostitution yeah. everywhere. And we should have nice brothels have less, and all that. We would have less massacres if we did that. We have so many empty buildings that would make cool prostitution houses. Yeah, like you could call whore houses or cat houses or we we learned Murray, we, we, can make we these- learned that from fucking Detroit Nine Thousand. You can just turn a house into a whore house like that, right? But they don't all have to be such gruff names like cat your tr- house. You're throwing you here, yeah. They could be you know a little bit more luxurious. Gentlemen's club. We could do that whole thing. I know those exist today, but we could. Do- we can make it a little fancier for today. We don't need, but yes, we do need rough ones that are called like yeah. the fuck house, the fuck pad, shit like that. Yeah. We're just grinding gears. We need one in Ypsilanti because we're famous for uh, Rosie to the Riveter. Yeah. We need one where all it is is women just pegging you know, guys. They rivet them. That, that's definitely two rooms in there. Yeah. And, it's going to be sold fisting. out. Fisting? She's like fisting the guy because remember that's her thing? Yeah, her thing is like the fist Rosie with the, the bicep fister, and yeah. she's gripping it and yeah. everything. And they're wearing like the coveralls. Grabbing your prostate. And the leather glove. No, that's definitely at least two to three rooms. Abra is like writing this down. <laughs> she's like, I'm moving to Ypsilanti. We're taking over your guys because you guys are known as the fuck capital of yeah, America. Yeah, no, we're apparently. taking over. If you want to get in on this, like Macabre and that other <laughs> lady in the movie I watched a while ago that I can't remember the name of. I can't either. Uh, yeah, 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 get in on that. Because All right, we, let's know get back, we get back to Kojak. We're, we're drifting. 
Yeah, well, yeah. All right, so this hoo <laughs> notices Robert Crumb sitting there doodling. Yeah. And she walks up to him. We're not hearing anything. There's, this, there's like this bad, like, uh, Jimmy Buffett music playing in this bar. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I yeah. guess it's to get you out so you can fuck. You right. know, they don't want you staying there and hanging out. They want you drinking. When you hear bad music, you drink more. Whenever you take me and we see the opening acts and they're really bad, I drink more. Yes. That's what's happening here. So she goes immediately, makes a beeline for this geek. She's like, hey, it's a pigeon. I can make some money off this loser. That's it's right. It's been a slow night. We don't know this woman's story. Goes up, picks him up. That's where we see the directed by Andy Sedaris credit. Uh, I mean, if we weren't already, you know, privy to this information, we'd be like, oh. Goes up to the bar, pays for her own drink. We're already like, hmm, what is, that's not a gentleman doesn't do that. If you're going to fuck abroad, you pay for her drink. So right. we're already like writing writing this down furiously. Yeah, like, right. Just ask them to mean something. No, it's it paid does. with the left hand. It does mean something. Murray. Well, she paid with her left hand. Yeah. She blew a kiss to the bartender. We got to note these things. We know right. Sedaris always works in these convoluted, right. you won't know until you know type of way. Right. So it takes her, of course, this is a hooker uh, establishment. There's a, there's a $5 sheet place right next door. Mm-hmm. Of course, it makes perfect sense. We even get the establishing sheet. Oh, my God. Establishing shot. Establishing shot of Robert Ginty walking in with a girl he recently threw down a flight of stairs. He's walking in. Yo, man, this broad want to get a room. Five dollars for sheets. I don't know about that. That. Maybe three dollars? I cannot negotiate. Fuck it. Babe, we're fucking on the mattress. We're fucking raw on springs. So he goes off. Uh, this woman, this fake blonde, and this geek. She doesn't even. She just walks past the guy that gives out the keys. Right. Well, you're supposed to pay for a room. Right. She doesn't even bother. She has the key already, That's and we're right. like, "What's going on with that?" Opens it up, walks in. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Sedaris was watching some giallos for this scene. This was. I actually thought this was a nice shot. Literally, she walks in. All right. So she, her legs are in frame. Oh, yeah. Opens the door. She's very leggy, by the way. Very nice. Opens the door. There's a red light. Very Argento. Red light shines on our geek. Behind the fucking door, we see a mysterious figure in a trench coat and a hat. Very giallo. Shades. Shades. Reflecting. Beautiful. Kramer when the fucking Kentucky. uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers chicken. Like that neon light coming at. Beautiful. It felt red district. It felt like a prostitution hotel. Right. Beautiful. Sedaris. I'm telling you, he was watching some Argento at that time. He he gets it. And then the guy comes out from behind the door, hits him over the head with his club. The guy falls down. The guy's very nervous, by the way. He's right. walking in. Because he's like, in. why do we have to go here? Right. right. We're like, you're a John. Yeah. You want to get your dick wet. Right. And this lady has to wear a short skirt because she gets incredibly wet. She needs to let it flow. <laughs> Clearly. Isn't that what short skirts are for? Micro skirts, we should say. Okay. This thing is short. Uh, so they they roll them, they take his fucking wallet, and then they're gone. And then they walk out, they start they see a, a another hole with her man coming up, Claudine the Dream. Claudine the Dream. How do you like that for a prostitute name? Great prostitute name. That's a good name. Hakeem the Dream, Elajuan? No. Claudine the Dream, the prostitute. And they stop and they like make out, like like cover their faces. Why are they disguising the what's 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 it? Why? Because Claudine looks at. I'm saying, 
Blonde had more fun, baby. And then the Claudine fucking. Ugh, I well. wish that voice wasn't so accurate. That yeah. her voice was awful. Right. She was trying to throw it off, and she somehow channeled Murray voice, which <laughs> makes me wonder, Murray, when you were like two. I don't even think I was born when this episode. <laughs> okay, came out. but uh, at least I knew to make you incredibly young. I thought you were going to say that was my mom or something like that, but no, no. So Claudine, she talks to Manny, the guy. Hey, Manny, I'll, he's like engrossed with his TV. Yeah, she's like waving her eyes. She's like, "I'll take room one forty-one, one fourteen, one fourteen. You got the numbers right. Uh, wrong dyslexic, order. So. Yeah. And then she opens the door, same door from that place we, the room we just saw, and we, she sees the geek laying out flat. Yeah. All right. Now this is where, like I said, we're talking about where the the Sedaris aesthetics start. Kojak gets the call. We immediately go to his apartment. He's in the shower with a fucking chick with giant tits. He's showering. This is where fucking. This is where the all the shower scene started for Sedaris. Oh my god! I don't. I feel like Amazon cut this. How did you watch this? I had it on the DVD. It's uncut. I had it on Amazon. I don't remember this scene at all. I don't think this was a Griff working on notes. I yeah, think you had to pay extra for this for the Sedaris cut. Oh my god! You see, guys, they don't put all TV shows out on laserdisc because it right. would be forty-five laserdiscs. Right. So even we understand that. So he's just fucking soaping up her tits, and then gets that call. He's like, "Baby, soaping her tits." Yeah, he's like, "Baby, I gotta go. Keep the place warm for me." And then he walks out. He he's he's in the New York apartment. There's a jacuzzi in his apartment. Oh my god. I don't know how he found the room. <laughs> what he did. <laughs> I saw somebody post something, and they were like, my my family's staying at a hotel in downtown New York right now, and they decided it'd be very, very chic to put a window to the bathroom because they think this is just a fuck pad for people. So there's a window into the bathroom shower. They're like, so we're watching our dad take a shower right now. <laughs> they took a picture. So it was like the fogged window and everything, but you could see the dad's like figure, and he's like, Hunch Why you gotta over do that to, to your dad? Come on. Yeah, really, really. A, first of all, I get it, it's a fuck pad. B, put a curtain over it. C, why did you take a picture of your dad showering? Yeah, gotta give, gotta get those hits, gotta get those likes. Gotta get internet points. Goddamn TikTok. So yeah, Clyden screams. Kojak arrives after he shut towels off. He arrives at the scene of the crime. Crackers already there, examining the body. He's just like. Yeah, I smell whiskey. He's like, yeah, there's a broken bottle, but the seal of the cap wasn't broken. Yeah, they almost seem to insinuate that Fletcher was drinking heavily. Yeah. And then it's uh, Telly, excuse me. Kojak. Uh, Kojak. You see, guys, as soon as They're I was- The one and the same. It's, it, yeah. I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's the best part about 70s, 80s, 90s. I don't know. Modern age seems to be the only time where you don't get a lot of like the real person and the actor. But I- her, we are doing a uh, Kojak, and next thing you know, I'm watching on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and Telly is in there as Blofeld. Amazing. Telly is just amazing. He walks in. What are you talking? Whiskey? You smell whiskey? Here's a whiskey bottle right here for you. Why is the fuck? He's literally laid right next to his hand. Right, exactly. Oh, wow. Mystery fucking solved here. I don't even have to finish my cup of styrofoam coffee here. Why is the seal not broken on the lid, though? And then he's like, what's going on with the wallet? There's credit cards in there. There's ring, his wedding rings on his finger. This is a m classic Murphy game. 
Of course, we all know what a Murphy game is. Eddie Murphy. Exactly. He's, and he's like, Murphy game, Murphy game. And he's like, all right, we got. did anybody see any of this? And like Stavros is talking with Claudine. We points go, out like, you know, there's a bartender downstairs right now getting investigated. Why don't you go talk to them? Well, they go into the next room with Manny's room. And Manny's just, is, what's, he's on the spectrum. He's just staring off into space. And the bartender's like, look, man, I just give out drinks. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, this is where, like, the hotel keep was. Yeah. So that's why I said it was downstairs. Yeah. And But it wasn't downstairs. It was right upstairs. It was right upstairs, but the, it wasn't downstairs? It was downstairs? literally next door to the room where the murder happened. Oh, they were, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were behind, like, the front desk. They are. There's a, there's a staircase that goes. To, why are we wasting time? I don't know. I'm so confused. So they're talking to Manny, who runs the hotel, and they brought the bartender up to this room. Okay. And they're just like, they didn't see anything. And they're like, well, why did you give the, how what happened? How did this Claudine get the keys if this woman did? I don't know. I don't, you know, he's just playing dumb. Right. Kojak, of course, storms into the room and he's asking, hey, 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 sweetheart, take it easy on the police here. We're just trying to ask questions and you just answer them. So this is why this episode just works, because it's Kojak just fucking just cranky throughout the entire episode. Cranky, sassy, backhanding everybody around the room. So they're like they, they didn't see anything. I just want you to know, I think you're a couple of great human beings. Sarcastically, of course. All right. And then we cut to this very well-dressed man. How'd you feel about his mustache, Griff? Oh, which character was this? This was... Uh, Marshall. 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 Yeah. It was good. Uh, it's hard to envision myself getting to 60. This He you was won't. probably 55. Yeah, he's probably But he's 70, 75. Or in modern day, 75. Um, no, it, it's holding up. He's still got a little bit of the black in there, so he's got the salt and pepper. So you know what? I gotta give pepper. it. I I gotta give it at least a six and a half. All right, that's nice. So it's got girth to it. He's on the phone. His wife is standing behind him. He's talking to a guy named Mister Kane. He's worried about this guy Fletcher, who is the guy, the nerd. Right. And he's just like, "Hey, I'm really worried about him. He was killed." And he's like, is this going to affect, you know, what we got going on? Oh, no. And then Kane's like, it was just an accident. Don't worry about it. We got it covered. So we're like, these are some nefarious characters here. And it's a TV show. So we just cut right old back to the Kojak's office. And he's pulling. He's walking through. And you got to love how Kojak walks through his office. Because you got the bullpen out there. Right. And then you have Kojak's office. As he's walking through the bullpen... Stavros. Uh, no, he just goes, you, you. Yeah, no, you. he's going, you, you, you. For podcasts, I have yeah. to use names, but it's Stavros. It's, it's, it's Serpentine. It's Zappistein, Crocker, Rizzo, and Stavros. Yeah. Or Fatso. And even sometimes him. his captain. Well, Frank, yeah. Frank. Well, Frank's getting reamed by the commissioner. He's just like, because he brings him in for the powwow. Because like, even though Kojak's a lieutenant, he's not the captain, he runs this precinct. 100%. And he's doing the ground level work. So he's got his fucking all star squad in the in his office. Frank rolls in. Te- he's like, Phil, I'm getting reamed by the commissioner. We got to do something because this guy was from out of town. He's like, right. we don't want the tourists freaking out. And then uh, then Kojak goes, Oh, so Fun City isn't fun anymore. Move to Detroit. <laughs> and then and then he's just like, All right, what do we got? 
And he's like, I know that blonde had something to do. Who was this Fletcher guy? Yeah. And he's like, well, he's an accountant from Cleveland. He's in town to look at some books for this investment corporation. Because he knows, like, he's like, this is a Murphy game. I smell it a mile well, away. Well, no, he's like, this is a Murphy oh, game. Oh, no, 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 you're right. But why, if a Murphy game, the whole idea is to take as much loot as you can. He's, why was shit left? Murphy game is supposed to be a word we understand as an audience. Yeah. It's supposed to be a whole fucking, you know, uh, scheme to rob a John. Right. But it's like, no, this was pulled off too clean. That's uh, Kojak's angle is, yeah, if this was a Murphy game... These inc- people were incredible about it. They didn't steal the money. Well, they, they steal some money. That's the problem. They should have taken everything. Yeah. And they wouldn't have left the fucking booze bottle, like, closed and right. shit like that. Like, it was sloppy as shit. And he, or he was like, everything was done here so incredibly professionally. The timing is microwave. And there weren't even microwaves back then. And Stavros, well, I talked to Claudine, and she said it was like, it's like, let me guess, fatso. She said, some blonde, some, some, she's not even good enough, right? Shut up. And then fucking Stavros just shuts his mouth. Crocker's like, look, we already, it just happened like two minutes ago. We got the blood test. This is 75 or some shit. We got the blood test back. It took m- at least <laughs> two nine weeks. months. Yeah. To fucking do it. Yeah, oh, nine months weeks? or two weeks. <laughs> no alcohol in his system. But nine months or two weeks. No alcohol in his system. And at, and at Seal, you're right. It wasn't broken. No shit. I got eyes, idiot. <laughs> and then Saperstein's like, yeah, we pulled some prints off the wallet. Small enough, they look like they're a woman's prints. Small enough, they look. God bless if uh, Marco Stunt ever pulls a crime. He'll be just confused with a woman. We forgot to point out, Saperstein, who tried to be the teacher's pet, had coffee ready and waiting for Kojak. Right. And Kojak's like, Black. He's just like he's just, he's just looking for something to be annoyed about, right? Because I mean, if you look at Ko- I'm a black coffee drinker. I'm like Kojak's a black coffee drinker, but no, he's a sophisticated man. Apparently, he likes his coffee complicated too. He likes his Greek coffee. He likes his Greek coffee. So he's oh, like he likes that he likes that goat milk coffee. Exactly. That's Everybody's it. got a little chunk of feta he puts in. <laughs> that's, so, yes, that's it. Everybody is like fucking. <laughs> Everybody's knocking it out of the park, and he's just like, "Get your ass out on the streets!" Like he has no like, you know, like, good job, guys. There, yeah, like I like this kind of like, great. Let's fucking keep going. Let's not pat our back. Like my grandma, whenever she was like, "Hey, Griff, you seem to be doing well." Don't fucking pat yourself on the back. That was Grandma Hageman for you. I love that woman, and. Oh my god! Like anytime I was like up on myself, she's like, "Hey, chill the fuck out," which is why I have a horrible demeanor about myself. Yeah, you have a horrible self-image. Yeah, and it's right for yourself. You're awful. Thank you. Grandma Hagman was very right about me. So Frank is like staying back. Kojak's like, "No, this was a hit, baby. This was a hit." Next morning, the wife Nancy Fletcher arrives from Cleveland, and she insists, she's like. My husband, colon, didn't like anything in his colon. <laughs> There's no way he was falluting with these women or fellating these women. I hate how easily it is to confuse these names because I heard colon too. They did call it say colon. They did. It's supposed to be Colin. Yeah. I heard it later. Well, it's, it's either Colin, or. but I loved it because my original note said colon. And he's like, well, then give me an alternative. 
well, he did call me the night of the murder, and he's very excited about this very important appointment he had. Yeah, he's been telling me about his cases. He's been working on some serious shit. He's got stuff figured out. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, you wouldn't be holding anything back from me then, would you? No. All right, so Crocker, because uh, Fletcher works for this, like I said, this investment consortium that has their fingers in all types of businesses. That's why he's he's in New York, but he's from Cleveland, so like they are all over the country. Right. They, uh, I forget how they got this lead. Well, because they invested in this, because uh, this is where Fletcher, why Fletcher was in New York. Right. He was, he was looking at the books of this uh, this uh, garment district. Garment, yeah, garment yeah that works. This like designer named uh, Lester LeBaron. Sure. And so, uh, Crock he sends Crocker and Saperstein over to talk to this guy Rick, who Rick Levine, who's running the New York operation. Right. And because he was the last guy to see Fletcher. Right. And Rick is an open book. He's willing to talk to him about anything and everything. Right. And like they're like, well, let me tell tell us about this Lester LeBaron character. He's like, look, he's this rich playboy guy who got into fashion to fuck models, and Lo and behold, he actually, one of the chicks he's fucking is this amazing designer. She's like, everyone wants her shit. Problem is, he doesn't know how to run a fucking fashion he's business. He's all sizzle, no steak. He like, is, he doesn't know how to get the fucking threads through the fucking seams. So he's trying to fucking make money off of this shit. He had no idea what he's doing. So this is where the investment consortium comes in. I think they took it off his hands. I don't know. They either like working with him. It was basically like they said, okay, you get further, further, and further away. And then it started to become clear that it was like, you're cooking these motherfucking books. Like you're out here in. Well, yeah, well, right. Because, well, because they're also looking for a guy named Adrian Marshall, who's supposed to be running the operation here. Was it by that name? Yes. Okay. He's supposed to be running it for the investment corp. Everybody, I'm sorry. This is a Andy Sedaris directed. So let's. But when at the very end, it all makes sense. Okay. Let's go ahead. It's a podcast. We don't want people to listen to it nine times because they're already (laughs) going to listen to it three times, Murray. Uh, So here's the whole vig here. We have a shell company being operated. Not a shell company. No, it's a real company. We've got shell companies for the feds, though. Well, but this not, company, but this company here. is real. Yes, and it is doing some kind of garbage. So what happened was LeBaron couldn't run the business, so this investment securities invested in his business. Now, meanwhile, this character named Adrian Marshall, who's like this slick guy, talked his way into running the the fashion business. Yes, all right. But what turns out is all, what he would do is. Spend all this money because he's like, look, I got to make it look like you guys know you're a big deal. You can't make money unless you spend money. Mm-hmm. So he's blowing through this money, inviting everybody to these shows. He's and going to his Epstein family. Island. He is fucking buying Corvettes. He's buying jet skis. So the reason they brought Fletcher in is like, this guy's going through our fucking money. Like, with that, he's probably skimming too. So look into the books, right? So then, so that now. So Crocker gets all that info, goes, meets Kojak at the old Coney Island. Right. You notice they had some raw dogs. They were putting no condiments on these dogs. He goes to, I love this about the 70s. They just got the little fucking stall hot dog, chili dog, uh, Coney dog stand. Sloppy Joe's, too. Sloppy Joe's, of course, too. And we get all of our boys there. We got Stavros, 
just holding a hot dog, Kojak, just drinking a styrofoam of coffee. Uh, who's the third guy who's always in there? Uh, Stavros, of course, is just choking down the dog. He's on <laughs> he's his chestnutting those. Yeah, dogs. he's fucking with chili sliding down his open gullet like a fucking seagull, just going down those dogs. And they're just like, read me back the minutes here. What's going on with Rick Levine? And Crocker's like LeBaron Levine. I hated that part. Got to get these names. Well, a you never more. hear from Lester LeBaron for the rest of the fucking you hear, episode. I think you hear about him once more, but yeah, no, you hear it's that annoying. he's in Europe. That's yeah, all you hear. About. That's all you hear. But Levine is the name. So they're like, he's like, Kojak, get this. He's been ripping off these guys for two point eight mil. This this Marshall character. Marshall character, right. not Levine. Right. So Kojak's like, hmm, I got to talk to this Rick Levine character. So he goes back to the the fashion place. Rick Levine was put in place. By the way, wa- I didn't see any industrial shredders or acid pits at all. And we know we learned from Death Wish 5. That's a staple of the fashion industry. Right. We need to point out Rick Levine is actually running the business. He's running the New York operation. Yes. And he is a straight operator. He's just there. He shows up to work, you know, eight to five to make money. And then he goes home and he's, that's it. That's done. He's not smuggling. He's not doing any crooked shit. So Kojak is like, well, why don't you get rid of this Marshall guy if he's wasting the money? We can't fuck. It's like Trump. We can't pin anything on this guy. It's we already the, tried. We immediately came in and said, you're cooking these fucking and books. And when we do that, he puts a defamation case against us. So we're just constantly in court. Yeah. We thought we had a solid case against them. We said, hey, we're going to trial. You're getting cut out of this business because you're bad for this business. And it's a legitimate business. And he tried to counter sue us because we couldn't pin anything on him. Right. So Fletcher was in the office with Levine looking at the books. Okay. So Levine like, knew Fletcher. And he's like, was there anything odd going on? He's like, you know what? He was looking at this ledger and he just let out this whistle like, wow, I can't believe it. I, finally, I, I, I got the goods on this guy. And then he put something in this lockbox. Yeah. Here's the lockbox. Go ahead. We got Kojak takes it, opens it up. Because Kojak, after the hot dog, well, after his coffee, everyone else had a hot dog. He's got to look at this, looks up these numbers, and here we have, and I had to put in some space, well, spaces here so we could read it out more, a little this bit a better. Str- There's a scrap of paper with yep. these numbers written on it. And they're written as one big, long, continuous string, but six, seven, one, slash. Three zero slash six eight zero one slash two slash two or three slash four. Right. So Kojak's like, well, where is this Marshall character at? He lives in Long Island. So I think we got to pay them a visit. <laughs> so they drive out to Long Island. As that's going on, there's a mysterious figure outside the Levine's building yeah. watching. As they take off, gets into his, gets into a phone booth, calls up this mysterious Kane guy from the beginning of the episode, and is like, "Yeah, the police just had a long talk with that manager." And so we're like, "Hmm, this, what are these mobbed up guys? What's going on?" So Kojak gets let in by the daughter. We notice straight away this is Hedaris's type of actress, probably a Playboy model. We didn't see her face though, no, I'm so we couldn't right. identify her. No. She had those torpedo tits and the no right. ass. Yeah. So you were like, okay, that's probably a Sedaris model. Right. And she's like, she's the daughter. And she's like, well, my parents are over in the drawing room or whatever. So they go into this room and they're met by... Stavros is here with them. Stavros and Kojak. We got to point that out. They meet Mr. and Mrs. Marshall. That's right. And it's this totally the most opulent, elegant room you could think of. Wood 
wood everything, beautiful hand carved ornament design. Seashells all over the fucking place. Ornament. If you think of Caribbean, think of this room. But are we? But we're not supposed. To. They've never been to the Caribbean, Griff. What are you talking about? Because right. we see Kojak. It's just a hap. It's just happened that way. Kojak merely whips us. This is seventies. You can just whip out a cigar in someone's house and start smoking. He did ask. Yeah, and they said sure, and they handed him an ashtray. That's right. And then Stavros is like mesmerized by this painting over the mantel. In this room, to have that painting was offensive. It was awful. Everything about this room. Bob is, Ross would have turned his nose. Exactly. Like it was dark and beautiful, natural. And then you have this ugly, like $5 painting above their fireplace. Right. And, and of course, Stavros is drawn to it. Well, of course, because he's, he's tacky. Yeah. And a hot dog man. You see, it's just a beach scene with uh, water skis on it. And right. he's like, hey, I've been to the Virgin Islands. How did you, what did you think about it? And Mrs. Fletcher immediately. I've never been anywhere near the Caribbean. What are you talking about? Right. And the coach is, hey, Fatso, how do you get that at the Virgin Islands? We already got nothing because Kojak had talked to uh, uh, Mr. Marshall. Uh, what was it? Adrian? Yeah. Adrian. And he was just like, uh, I got nothing to tell you guys. I, he's like, I'm a respectable businessman. If you say anything against me, I'll send you. I'll put you in court. It's terrible what happened to Fletcher. I have no idea what happened there, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you gentlemen to leave now. And it was Stavros and his appreciating for that painting. Sorry right. to yeah. go back a well, little bit What's the convoluted here. plot? Yeah, it's convol- It's a Sedaris plot here somehow. I, he must have been in the writer's room that day. So Stav's like, well, this is clearly the Caribbean because you see there's no coral reefs. And then the Pacific... That's where Coach is like, well, maybe it's Tahiti, you fucking idiot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, police folks, Stavros, Kojak, I don't know if you guys have recognized a painting. That's most likely the Indian Ocean that you're looking at there. And then Kojak just goes, everybody knows Indians don't water ski. And then he says, but you may be right, whatever, you know. I like that. Throws in a little bit of doubt, but it just backs off of it. Meanwhile, there's tons of Caribbean fucking merchandise. It says there's a, there's a beach towel. That says I love the Caribbean on the couch. He, I mean, the wife was wearing. She had the little burger towel over her shoulder that says <laughs> "I heart Caribbean." Caribbean. <laughs> but they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. While that's going on, while we're riveted by Stavros, he's as. Because he's, he's he, all he does is get browbeaten by Kojak all day. So and when someone wants to listen to him, he's just eating it up. While that's going on, Kojak pulls out a little handkerchief, grabs that that ashtray, puts it in his pocket, and then like, well, we gotta go, Marshals. But you know, thank you for your time. And they leave. So we cut over to Rick Levine. Right. So he was our guy. We last investigated and everything. And he's walking out of his office. He's strutting. He's going down. He did. He pulled out a Superman pose. He like put his hands on his fucking. He did. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's going to get some tamales down the street or something. His wife sloppy Joe's. His wife. Oh, that's got to be it. His wife was parked outside, and she she had the gnarliest of teeth. That's the only (laughs) thing I know. Well, I liked her orange seventies dress too. Uh, and you got to so, remember, yeah, this is the 70s where everyone had one car. So she's there to pick her husband up. Yeah, no, I love yeah. I love everything about that aesthetic. And so she's popping out, and she's like, Rick, Rick. But he's getting kidnapped, Murray. Some goons. They grab him, throw him in their limo, and take off. She, of course, because we know, I'm sorry, women, 
We know gravity affects you differently. Yeah. She steps out of the car and immediately well, falls. She has out. some big seventies chunky heels. On, she has so. some chunk, chunky heels. That should be better for movement, but no. whatever. And so Kojak arrives at the scene of the abduction. Everyone's there. Uh, Crocker and Stavros. Kaka? So they're going over what happened. They're like Crocker's like. Dizzy Broad, she didn't even see anything. Right. She doesn't know what happened. She just knows that too. And he's like, whoa, 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 let me tell you, let me tell it to you. She saw two ugly goons in suits pick up her husband, drive off in a car. She didn't pick up the license plate or anything. Yeah. Great. Who's got anything good for me? And he's like, Stavros. He pulls out that uh ashtray in his pocket. I want you to check these for prints. I want you to get the prints of Mr. and Mrs. Marshall and Rick Levine. They got to be because of their job. They have to have their prints on like gotta on records. It. Look I, into that. I like that Stavros opened the napkin to confirm it wasn't food. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, the sad look on his face. Stavros did, he did an amazing job here, though, because he looked at it and he was just like, you saw the like. Uh, the 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 childlike fucking wonder, like, oh my god, is this fucking some kind of slider or something? Twinkie? Nothing, no. Uh, so we've we've established if Kojak even takes a minute off, New York just goes to, in right into hell. So he's constantly at work. This is like late at night. He's like taking a nap, power nap on his little couch he has in his office. Oh yeah, you heard can't stop, won't stop. That's Kojak, Frank. Fucking just stumbles in. We all know like he's the figurehead. Kojak's running the precinct. Of course. So Frank like goes, hey man, I just had a tense game of pinochle down there. I won big. Twelve dollars. Which of course converted into modern money fifty years later, Murray. dollars <laughs> That's a big fucking night. That's for, a for lot of fuck yeah. That's a lot of Coney dogs. Right. And and cream sodas. Kojak, he's irritated as usual. He gets up, walks over to a drawer. It's the best <laughs> see. He opens a drawer. There's a fucking desk lamp inside of it over a pizza. It's and like Frank's like, what's that? He's like, I'm heating my pizza up, you idiot. <laughs> So he and then he's like, you want a piece? He throws the piece. He wants some za, as we learned a couple weeks ago. He, he has a couple napkins in his hand, so he hands him a napkin, grabs him a slice of pizza, puts it in the napkin in his hand, grabs himself a slice. And then fucking Frank's got to be like wise ass. Go to any cream soda. And I just want to bear in mind, people. Okay, Frank is technically Kojak's superior. He's the captain, Kojak's lieutenant. Correct. Kojak goes, eh, just put a napkin on your chin and shut up. So and he the, shuts up. The two of them are chewing on their za and fucking talking this case over. And Frank is just trying to be like, hey. He's like, tie your hands, Kojak. Tie them. See what I'm doing? He crosses his hands. Tie them. Kojak never ties his right. hands. He sure. can't be contained. He's pushing a plot. Maybe this is all a coincidence. I mean, I mean, this isn't the first Murphy case you've ever seen. It's called a Murphy case for a reason. We've Murphy come game. Murphy game, excuse yeah. me. We've come across Murphy games constantly. No. No, Frank. Oh, too clean, brother. Too professional. Too damn professional. And he's like, hey, check these numbers out. What do you think? Maybe it's a Swiss bank account. 
I tried that. I called the feds up. They're giving me the fucking runaround. I'm not getting any answers. I haven't heard back from the FBI yet. What? You haven't heard back? I'll, I'll look into it, Kojak. I swear to God, Kojak, I'll call, call up the feds, and I'll look into it for you. Well, that happens. There's a phone. Kojak's phone ring. He gets a call. Frank doesn't even get out of the room yet. Guy's like, hey, Kojak, I got some information. If you want to hear it, meet me at this bar, so-and-so. I love it. He's just got the napkin over the fucking receiver right. under the telephone. Because he's eating a piece of pizza, too. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And so Frank's like, who's that? I don't know, but he maybe has some information. Let's go down there. So Frank and Kojak go down to this bar, and they meet their old friend, Mo the Shylock. At least Kojak's old friend, because yeah. he doesn't recognize Frank. Yeah, and uh, he's like, the name isn't Mo anymore. It's Jim Ryan. You didn't know Mo doesn't exist anymore. So we learn, yeah, he was like a Shylock, which is a loan shark. And now he's like changed his life because he's going to get killed probably. But he's still on the inside. Right. He's still got his fingers in the crime. Of the outside world of New York. So he knows all about the territories. How well, he's, he's worried because he's like, look. I'm not supposed to be... People are thinking I was involved with that kidnapping. I'm not supposed to go past, like, 7th Street. And right. I respect the boundaries. Right. And, and I bear the witness to the kidnapping. And so people are pinning it on me. And here's the thing. A bookie who works for me, he spotted that car, and he can remember numbers like you remember women's measurements, Kojak. He got the license plate to that car that took Rick Levine. All right, Mo. Name your price, fucking cut out the bullshit, give it to me. He's like, look, just let put word out on the street, I had nothing to do with this, I don't want to be involved. He's like, all right, I can do that. Well, since we're here, I'm going to run this, this, this the license plate right now. Don't worry, Kojak, I already did it. He wants to call a number. He wants to call like DMV or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, Kojak, I checked it out. You know, I'm, I'm a busybody. I like to look into shit. Oh, no, he says, this is where shit gets weird. Co and Kojak has the best, aggravated, annoyed. He's sitting down. His face is down. It does like the fucking 180. Like, what do you got for me here? And the guy starts telling this crazy story. And it concludes with, the feds have a shell company. Well, it's not a crazy story. He knows somebody like who can look up the records himself, and he found out that this license plate is to a shell company. Right. Well, no, that's the crazy story, is that, yeah, this ends with, I'm not fucking stringing you along, Gojack. The feds are involved in this, and they are- uh, Altamont Inc. He's like, what's that? He's like, it's a fucking shell company for the feds, man. The feds are involved with this fucking kidnapping. He doesn't know that Kojak's been already questioning the feds throughout this episode. So he thinks that it's going to be, you know, a bridge too far. So the next morning, Rick Levine is left at his house. He's been, the kidnappers let him go. What the fuck is going on? Because he's not talking to the cops. He's, he's fucking shut the fuck up. All right, the next morning, Rick Levine is found at his home. He was let loose by the kidnappers, and he's not talking to the cops. In fact, whenever the cops ask him, he's like, look, talk to this guy named Malcolm Kane. Right, and Kojak learns about this because Stavros just, like, barges into his office. Rick's at home. Kojak, by the way, is shaving in his office. Yes, head and face. Head and, and he's doing it in an order that doesn't make sense to me. You think you would do head? He's doing then, it all over. Then face? No. In all he, different directions. He too. does one do you, strip. 
Do you do your mustache like side? Well, you never shave with a razor, though, do you? You always just no. Like, I, you always have stubble all the time. Every once in a while, because it does take effort to do a razor. I have my razor. I do the razor. Really, but yeah. Okay. No, every once in a while I do. It's like maybe every other month at this point. But yeah, I do. And shit, it's been every third or fourth month at this point. But yeah. And no, you always you like I don't. What was the question? He even? was doing his mustache sideways, like yeah, this. Yeah. Like, like, no, I've never done it. It was sideways. insane. It was. It's all it, over the place. It was bonkers. I don't And get it's that, that classic fucking. I love this. This is in every movie. When you got a guy in the middle of shaving and he gets a call where he has to stop, he just wipes, wipes his face and he's, a, he's magically shaven all over. What the fuck is up with it? That? That's always. In well, movies. he shaves every, every two or three days. So that makes sense to me. No, he's always perfectly clean shaven, Kojak. He's That's shaving every two or three hours. That's a good point. So, yes, Sabra goes in. He's like, Malcolm King. Remember, we heard about this King guy in the beginning of the episode. It turns out he's a fed. He's not a crook. That's right. Malcolm King. So Kojak fucking wipes his face. It wasn't Sabra. Uh, it was Crocker because he throws his fucking wet towel at Crocker's face. Yeah. And just walks out because he's going to talk to Kane. Right. Let me guess. He's not talking to anybody. I guess I'll go visit him. So Kojak fucking pushes his way into Kane's office, sits on his desk, immediately starts griffing, going through every belonging on the thing, tells him his wife's ugly, looks at the picture. It's so perfect. You call this a wife? You put your dick in that? I bet you don't even eat that pussy without a nose clip. You'll crack up Wednesday. When oh, you shit. Get that that's joke. a Wednesday joke, people. So... He, the guy's got a cigar box on his, probably since he's a Fed, probably Cubans, because he, he can get them because he's a Fed. Well, it's the 70s, too. That's the height of Cuban cigars and but yeah, Feds. Right, but you couldn't get them in the 70s. Well, no, that's... The, so, yeah. he pulls them out. We're on the same page. Grabs, like, three of them, just stuffs them idly in his pocket as he's reaming fucking Kane. And then, like David Copperfield, he pulls the lolly <laughs> out of his pocket and pops it into his mouth. Right, and he's just like, look, what's going on with this? He's like, Kojak, tie your hands. Stay out of this. I don't know what to tell you. You got me hooked on this case. I'm going to keep looking into it. I'll see. He doesn't even use his full name, doesn't use his proper name, doesn't use his title. I'll see you later, Mel. Back at the office, Frank is getting reamed by the commissioner again. We need to close this case. We can't have the tourists scared to come to New York because they'll get in a Murphy game. Who's got details on Marshall's background? Well, I guess the feds finally came through for Frank because he's like, look, I looked into his background. He's a paper man. He doesn't exist only on paper. I checked out all these credentials. These people don't know who the fuck uh, Adrian Marshall is. Right. Name, address, everything. It's like a Steven Seagal movie that has never come out at this point in time. In 20 years, you'll know that. He's been, he just kind of appeared three years ago. And he's like, Kojak, play by the rules. He crosses his tie your hands. And then Kojak's like, you know I'm not going to do that, right? And he's like, yes. You know, <laughs> even though this is, he's technically Kojak's boss, he's like, this do what you got to do, Kojak. You got to play the game straight here. You got We got the feds on us. Play it straight for the And as Kojak's about to walk out. Oh, by the way, Theo, because that's the one thing Kojak gives him. He can call him by his first name. He pulls out his wallet, 
shows him his social security. Do you carry code. your social security? No, I don't, because you can get if you lose your you can get your identity. Do you have stolen. it? Yes, I do have my social security card. I is have it, the same one as like yes. How old is it? It's fifth, almost fifty years old, or whatever, forty nine uh. years old. So he shows him social security, and then like, oh my god, those fucking numbers. They were social security numbers. Right. So, guys, I read this off to you earlier. The six, seven, one's the first three. The three zeros, the middle two, as you know. And then the final four, six, eight, oh, one. For four different people. And then they do the two, three, four, as in six, oh, eight, one, six, oh, eight, two, six, oh, eight, three, and six, oh, eight, four. So, Kojak's like, Hey, Cracker, you were fucking somebody in welfare or something. Go look up the Social Security numbers. Stavros comes in. He's like, Stavros, check Interpol about any Caribbean records for these Marshall people. Well, why don't we go through the feds? Because I don't want to go through the feds, stupid. We want to go through it outside their jurisdiction. They're, whole, they're fucking with us. And so then it's like... Kojak, he's like, my God, Frank, you really came through for me. Yeah, because he, he did when he showed him. He he showed him social security number. He goes, my hero, like real sarcastic. I know like, everything about him is so good. And he's like, how did you come across this idea? It's genius. Well, I gotta admit, my eight-year-old niece came up with. Well, no, it. he's like, he's like, it was even worse because he's like, I gotta admit, it was my my niece Shannon. You mean the eight-year-old? <laughs> Idiot. Okay. <laughs> Crocker returns immediately. Like, he just called up this shaggy has been boning and working in the welfare department. Hey, yeah, get this. These are the Marshall family social security numbers. But that makes no sense because they're sequential. Right. Even though that's how my social security numbers are. Well, yeah, are. but it's not going to be a, a, the mother and the father aren't going to have the same. As the children. Right. Well, they're not going to have the same period because the mother and father aren't related in any way until they decide to get married 20 years or 30 years later. Well, Social Security became big in the 70s, I thought. Well, no, Social Security came out after World War II. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he's like, well, you can't have sequential numbers for the entire family, so there's something going on here. Kojak is thinking. He's he's sucking that life up, drops it in a mug of coffee. And he's really talking out loud again, and then he picks it right back up and pops it right back into his... I hope it was a chocolate. He's freshening up then. Because they look like Tootsie Pops. They are Tootsie Pops. Yeah, yeah, so I hope it was like the chocolate-flavored one. So now Kojak's like, I know somebody, I, I, a U.S. Attorney General, I'm going to go meet him, figure out what's this going, what's going on. So the attorney, he's like... We had straight over there, by the way. Right, he's like, we got all this evidence on marshall skimming why can't you do something he's like not enough proof hands tied right again he comes in and he's like the attorney why are you coming at me with this accusation oh no 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 no! you misunderstood i'm coming at you with questions well you need to back off hands tied so then kojak calls rick levine into his office to question him rick is not talking he looks scared kojak is furious with him well why don't I just ask questions out loud and maybe if you agree with them, as in a yes, you just look at my door over there. You don't have to say a fucking word. Grabs his coffee mug. He's got the cigarette or cigarello. What is yeah, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he comes around and sits on the desk so he's got that towering figure over his perp. And he keeps asking questions, but Rick is not talking so he just throws him out in disgust he's like get the fuck out of here 
Uh, well, he gives them one thing. I can't tell you anything out of national concern. National security. So as Kojak's walking out, of the, walking him out of the office, one of the like Stavros comes up, and Co- and Crocker, and like get this, we learned Adrian Marshall is an alias. His real name is Inigo Montoya, and he was a mob casino operator in the Caribbean. And Stavros like, well, I guess it was good that I found that painting up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll buy you a blowfish lamp. Shut up, Crocker. Tell me some more. And Crocker's like, yeah, obviously they're in the witness protection program, which is why they have the sequential social security numbers. All coming together. So these guys, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember in like Miami, Nigo Montoya was fucking around in there. And then he disappeared just when a bunch of mob guys went up the river for not paying their taxes. So obviously fucking Montoya is a bitch who ratted out his boys and now he's in witness protection. Right, so Kojak's got assignments for everybody again, and he's convinced that the fingerprints that are going to be found on Fletcher's wallet are going to belong to Mrs. Marshall. Right, she then, was the yeah. blonde. Right, the blonde. And I at think the they actually get confirmation of that too. They're they like, do. Yeah, so the case is closed, and then Kane, I guess, gets word of this. He's got like a fucking spy in the uh, the police precinct. And right, he, it's or- it's Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm Kane. Oh, yeah, Malcolm Kane. Excuse me. I There's so many names, and these aren't fun names like our last movie where we rattle off 35 names. Right. Yeah, sorry. So he calls up to Warren Marshall. He's like, look, you got to get out of here. And he's like, this is the last... He's like, because what happened was this guy can't help himself. He's got to be involved with crime because he gets Everything. bored. Yeah. Because they had him in San Diego. He's like, I moved you to fucking Long Island. That was the last move. You guys are on your fucking own now. I couldn't stay in San Diego and sell cameras for a living. I need to breathe. I need to... I need to steal. Hackle and steal. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're on your own. We, 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 that was the last move. So he hangs up. His wife is like... She was on the other line. Right. And she's like, we got to get the kids. She's got the balls in the family, by yeah. the way. She's the brains of this operation. Yeah. And he's he, like, he wants to liquidate every asset they have. And she's like, no, they're on to us. Yeah. We got to get the fuck out of here. We're going to get the kids, and we're going to get the fuck out of here now. I got some jewels in the a safe. We'll be fine. Great acting by Adrian, by the way, because he was like, shit, we do have kids. He was ready to just, <laughs> like, flee. Right. And she reminded well, him. Yeah. So remember that, that girl with torpedo tits? That's her daughter. That's our daughter. Oh, really? I guess I shouldn't have had those thoughts. I've been waiting for this movie called Seven to come out. I hear she had a featuring role in it. So while that's going on, we, we get a shot outside, and we see these ominous goons in a car outside their house. Right. Mm. And then we cut over to Kojak in front of Malcolm Kane's office. Well, they got to get warrants, and they're like, shit. They're worried that Malcolm's going to like warn them. So yeah. he's like, I'll just pick him up for some bullshit we'll make up. And bring Malcolm to right. the scene. So they meet up at like the federal building. Got the Crocker's like got the warrant. Let's go. He over pulls there. up as they're like coming out and everything, ready to load into the car. And Malcolm's like, "You're not fucking serious." And then that's when Crocker goes, "We got the warrant." So Kane like he lays, tries to lay this guilt trip on Kojak. At the end of the day, he's trying to solve a fucking murder of an innocent guy. That's it. Who is fucking going to stop a crime? That's it. Yeah. And so Kane's like, "You wouldn't know the responsibility it takes having people's lives on your hands." These people are criminals. Fuck these people. 
I don't care what happened. They just murdered a guy. I don't uh, care what happens. They're rich criminals, so they bring a lot of water to them. Their blood will be on your hands, Kojak. He's like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Kojak, do you understand what it's like to uh, uh, actually have employees? You're providing jobs to the economy, and that is more important than murder. So they arrive at the marshal's house. All is quiet. What's going on? I mean, they open the door, and there's bags in front of the door that they have to push out of the way to finish opening right. the door. Look through the house. Frank and Crocker go into a room, and then we see nice job by Andy Sedaris. We, we just see bullet holes all throughout this room. We go down the left wall. Then we go down the right wall. And then finally, as if, as if the detectives didn't scan the whole room immediately, we see in the middle at the desk, humped over it, slumped over it, whatever word you want to use. There he is. Bullet ridden. Adrian, Adrian Marshall, Marshall. Dead. Or Montoya. And Kojak, Kojak, come on here. He's here. Was it worth it, baby? Meanwhile, Frank's like, oh, I can never get used to this. Stavros is eating a fucking chili dog. He doesn't care. He's slopping like chili on his dead body. He's got a ladle in his pocket, and he's pulling the chili out of his pocket and putting it on the dog. (laughs) Mrs. Marshall walks in the room. They made me watch because he's like, I hope it was quick, baby. It was because they made me watch. And and then fucking Kane's like, this is nobody's fault. The fuck it is. It's fucking his fault and your fault. Calls these motherfuckers out. Right. And All that, they wanted was revenge for... Well, because they put those guys in jail. That was the whole point. Yeah. So they got paid back because they're fucking rats. So then we see this artistic shot of a wind chime blowing because the bullet holes in the window, so wind's blowing in this fucking room. Kojak just stands by, looks back at the wind chime, and we cut. Freeze. Perfect Kojak episode perfect andy sedaris we, we we get to see the the germs the seeds of what was to come right 15 years later right. when he started the sedaris cinematic universe that's right convoluted spy story that makes sense when you get to the end of it and you get the names fleshed out and everything because there's 45 names involved there's faces you don't even get to see there's canes there's michaels so there's zavines there's Lubbins, there's labarns there's we also forgot to point out that they showed a nice shot it was a it was a like big bookshelf full of rc like cars and planes we didn't and they were bullet ridden from the fucking right Sedaris, we know, uh, you know, actually, maybe people don't know because we've picked up half our audience in the time that we had our big bulk of Sedaris movies. Like, we did three of them in the first, like, year and a half, and I did not realize that until I put the YouTube videos up. Yes, we did. Savage Beach, Picasso Trigger. Now available on YouTube. Savage Beach, Picasso Trigger, Hard Tickets Why. Classics. All went up in, like, the first year and a half of us doing this shit. The Donna Terrence Saga. And then we did Dale's Connection, like, in the yeah. last year yeah, with Mike. We took Mike. a big break. Yeah. And, then... and what a break. And I think we needed that break to really reflect on the genius that is Andy Sedaris. Because yeah. this man can shoot a scene. Yes, he can. He can. He can shoot a shower scene, a jacuzzi scene, or just random boob scene. That's right. We don't get much boob scenes, but that's kind of... I mean, you did in your yeah, version. You got the shower. There's tons of nudity in the laser desk version. Right. But this was the version they showed in, like, Europe, where you could have nudity. On right. TV. They're fine with the tits. They're like, yeah. yeah. Actually, when they came, saw his dead body, his wife walked in topless. 
I don't know why, but it was a nice touch by Sedaris. Do you have any final send-offs for our beautiful Kojak 311, maybe 310 episode? No, I mean, this is Kojak. It's one of the greatest cop shows of all time. All right. I hope you guys listen to it so we can do more. Well, you don't listen to it. I'm still going to do more. Fuck you. I'm gonna, this is our time. Tippy taps are our time. No, I was a Kojak episode you were uh, telling me about earlier. With one uh, Godfather of Soul on it? No, it was the Miami Voice. Episode. Miami Voice? I might have to, because we got a lot of guests who love Miami Voice. So I might need to talk to We got a A1 guest who loves James Brown. Yes. We, so, got, we got many. We might have to talk to him and see if he wants to be invested in that. I Sorry, have been talking to him about doing a copying of Feel. Okay. Recently. I didn't mean. I was actually because I know I know he's a fan of the show Forever Night. Remember that vampire? Yes. Show? Oh so no, talking, it's on his Plex. That's how I watched it. I was it. talking to him about that. He was interested, but yes, the Miami Vice episode might supersede. Yeah, we'll have to see. Sorry, guys. I, I, I thought I don't care who's on it. We're doing it because <laughs> no, I watched like a, I watched like a two minute clip and it was so fucking weird. It's the weirdest Miami Vice <laughs> ever made. And I know Matt Sosi's nodding his head. He knows exactly what I'm talking about because he's a big Miami Vice guy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, I'm going to let you. Everybody, thank you for coming along for the ride. We actually hit our mark. We're at 108 right now. That's a good tippy tap. These are supposed to be our short short episodes, and we kind of got there. I was hoping we'd get an hour. Anyways, until the next tippy tap, and you know there's plenty of powerful kick hidden behind those tippy taps. And so, until you wake up from that coma, we put you in from the tippy taps. I'm listening.